What have you become? I am what you made me. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Geeks. My name is Tim. And I'm Alex, and we are two brothers on a quest to remember how to activate our lightsaber when oh, the stormtroopers fun. already know <laughs> that we're a Jedi. Yeah, uh, we're talking about episode three of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, did you pour yourself a little something-something for this one, sir? Yeah, we got to get I, a little whiskey talk in. Got a yeah, little bit, no, little bit. I uh, did. I So because vader shows up and we've already done a vader and whiskey pairing um i i was reaching for my bottle of octomore yeah and while i was reaching for it because it's sort of at the back because it's a really tall bottle my hand had to go past a bunahaban toichinada and i just decided well it's right there so that's what yeah. i poured and that's, uh, so i've got uh, a little bit of that per- and it's still smoky yeah yeah that's a professional podcasting there calling back to other episodes for people to go listen to. Oh, you, you should definitely go all the way back into the vault and uh, find that. Actually, you know what it, it was? Uh, that's an awesome Star Wars Tales comic book yeah. where Vader gets pitted against um, Darth Maul. And they're actually redoing, well, they're taking that idea and this is something that came out of Star Wars Celebration this year, is they're actually having a 12-episode Star Wars Tales animated show, yeah. which there there's some like grainy footage of that trailer. It hasn't been released to the public yet, um, where you can see like some of the little clips. So there's actually one that has young Count Dooku oh, being uh, pretty pretty badass. Nice. So, so yeah, what, uh, what, what have you poured tonight? Uh, well, much like Obi-Wan Kenobi later on in episode three, I also grabbed something smoky, uh, that kind of <laughs> tastes like charred meat. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I poured, um, just a bit of the Macaroni's, uh, peated Macnabrache. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. A little, little, little crunchy, little crispy, maybe little can crunchy. be ignited by a, yeah. a lightsaber swipe. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fantastic. Well, let's just get right into it, shall we? Um, let's that's do why it. The, that's why the thousands upon thousands of people are listening to this is to hear what we think about Obi-Wan. So episode three, uh, chapter three, I already don't remember what they're calling these. Volume three? Volume. Anyway, uh, what yeah. were your overall impressions, sir? How'd you, how'd you feel about this one? The, the opening was incredible. My gosh, so Vader we, right off the hop. Oh, just so fast. So we get Obi-Wan once again fumbling with his connection with the Force, still unable to contact Qui-Gon. Uh, I mean, this if you think about it, this is now 10 years of him like doing homework that Yoda gave him at the end of episode three. <laughs> yeah. And he's been failing for 10 years. Yeah. It's like um, me in high school. It's like you had, <laughs> you had one, th- you had one job. Yeah. Um, but it was, and that part was overlaid really coolly with some, like some memories, uh, like some audio callbacks. And then we see Vader being assembled. Yeah. And really, that cool. was really cool. Um, probably the best assembly scene of Vader, right? Yeah. Um, better than Revenge of the Sith. I think better than the end of that one. I think so. Um, now the helmet's different. 
Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Okay. So the helmet, when we've seen Vader without helmet, whether this is in Empire, when he was in his meditation chamber, and um, ugh, the general's name is beyond me. Um, it wasn't Tarkin. No, it was Veers. I think it was General Veers. Uh, who comes in and he's waiting for him. And we see as his chair spins around, you can see the the top part of the helmet yeah. comes down. But when Luke took it off, and this is why I'm saying it's a little different, when Luke took it off, he took the top piece off first and then the faceplate. Yeah. So I was always under the impression that those were two different pieces. So it was sort of three pieces that made up his helmet, right? So there's the, the bottom part that allowed him to breathe like sort of the triangular bit there at the bottom um like below his chin Mm -hmm. and then there was the face like the face covering and then there was the top part that came down on top but in this one when we see it lowered at the end there the the whole helmet is all one piece that just gets Mm. put down anyways i like you know again this is you know this could be a bit of a retcon. It could just be a fucking the, I know. explanation of Vader's helmet. I, I think probably that I probably know. exists on the internet. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm just saying it was something I was like, oh, that's different. Um, wow. Or just different. I thought it looked different, but that's fine. Um, it was super cool seeing all the individual little pieces. Um, it was almost like the Matrix callback, right? Yeah. Like he's got all these plugs in him and all these individual bits were getting like you know, socketed into his spine and to his now, front. And well, here's, here's my question because in this one, and again, it's been a few days since I watched it. You just rewatched it today. I, I think. Yep. Did it show like all appendages getting screwed in? Like, was it two arms, two legs getting screwed in? Because I thought he still had a hand. No. At the so end of Sith. It was the but mechanical in, at the end one. Of S- it was the mechanical. Oh, one that was the that mechanical one that Dooku that Dooku cut off. Yeah. So Obi Wan finished off the other three. Cut the other three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So, yeah. Hilarious. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So that great intro. He's mm-hmm. seen him seeing Vader Castle or oh. Fortress Vader. I think is For- technically what it's yeah. called. Um, yeah. On Mustafar. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Really great. Um, you know, Reva just going above everybody's heads and thank God they didn't give us a, um, I hope you don't choke on your ambition style oh. one liner like we got in rogue one. Yeah. He so, just went straight to it. You just won't be around long enough. Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. Um, also tough. And then, yeah, a bit of a tough look for the title of grand inquisitor. Cause Vader's like, I don't care about that guy. All I care about is Kenobi. And then he's like, but if you find him, I'll make you Grand Inquisitor and I'll yeah. totally care about you. <laughs> yeah, that guy's getting kind of squashed. Yeah. Uh, I'm, and again, we've talked about this off mic and other people have talked about this as well. Like for people who know, like the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels, like he just gets dunked on by 12 year old Ezra Bridger mm-hmm. and, you know, constantly. So, you know, how awesome is he really yeah i think is a big kind of through point that a lot of people are talking about is like you know he's supposed to be this big imposing guy but he just is constantly getting (laughs) squashed yeah well i think yeah 
I think we, I say we, like the royal we, I think we're set to believe that the Inquisitors were going to be the big bad of this six-part series, right? Uh, those of us that have spent a bit more time in the expanded universe know that Vader didn't really love the Inquisitors, hated the uh, idea no. that Palpatine would need anyone other than him. Yeah. at any point to do any job like he he doesn't like thrawn he doesn't like um having to use bounty hunters he doesn't like to outsource anything he sees as important because he's like i'm the guy i'm yeah. the one bringing order and peace to the galaxy right so i actually kind of like that it's episode three like shit's getting real and now vader's on the scene he's like i'm doing it you guys stay here. I think, yeah. I mean, I think they kind of had to bump that up because we only have six episodes. There's mm-hmm. only three left. So I, I agree. I do. I'm with you on that. Um, and I mean, for, I think the, I don't want to say the majority because there's people like my wife or our, our dad who are watching this, who didn't watch rebels. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think more than 50%, I would say people watch rebels. So we, we've had, hours of inquisitors yeah um in our life so like i'm i'm okay with it mm-hmm. knowing that they get their shine which i mean are you gonna watch rewatch rebels again as soon as this is done because i absolutely sure shit well actually to, i'm even though I'm, i just did but i'm watching it with my son again. right now so i'm getting him oh, into it so good and i mean and he's loving it and i'm loving so rewatching good. it it's so real, it's real, real good. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, Hey, we got to move along. We're going to go twice as long as the actual episode. Uh, <laughs> so then after that, then we get our nice little, you know, Obi-Wan and, and Leia mm-hmm. hanging out on in Northern California. Yep. Um, hilarious topography. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they get the, just, we also have the kid traveling the, are we there yet? See, right. which was nice. Yeah. And we also got another nice callback to episode seven of that's not how the force works. Yeah. Which was, yeah. which was fun. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, just weird spot to be wandering just like on foot. Oh, just a garbage cover story. I gotta say that. Um, <laughs> well, it we even were visiting family and got lost in this field. And then that freck guy was just yeah. like, okay. Yeah. He was like, that's a weird story. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, lovely hand painted empire flag. I mean, yeah. Open an Etsy shop. Well, I mean, it's kind of like a, how don't you just come on, Obi-Wan? I understand you're being incognito, but like, Hey, no, that's cool, man. Thanks. We're just going to keep walking. Yeah, No, we're good. Actually. This is exactly where we were supposed to be. And Hey kid, shut the fuck up for one. Yeah. Like, please stop talking. Um, the other thing too, that I was, that was interesting to me was like, have a bit of patience like they waited what 40 seconds before he was like no one's showing up yeah it's like hey man like let's calm down a little bit yeah he's i I don't think he's had a lot of wins or successes in the past 10 years like fair i mean you saw how owen talked to him in episode one where he like threw the toy back and was like it's 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 just been a decade of that like hey how's luke fuck off old man like yeah. it's just been, hey, remember when you got his dad killed? 
Like it's just been yeah. that for a decade. So like he's, he probably doesn't have much trust left in him that you know, anyone's fair. coming to show up or whatnot. But then also Leia, my sweet summer child. Uh, here's a question. Does Luke run over and get on that? Or has he like seen some stuff on Tatooine where he's, you know, a guy has a bit more caution. I feel like growing mm, up in the no, palace I- has made her pretty, pretty trusting of like, everyone's here to do good and we're all happy and things are wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I guess, but at the same time, Luke has basically just been hanging on a moisture farm forever yeah. and like not seeing anybody else. So oh, yeah, that's, that's true too. You know, I'm sure he maybe goes to Tashi station every once in a while for power converters. But I mean, yeah, I, he, I think he would probably do the same. He was pretty, well, he was I so mean, whiny. He, there's no way he's walking that far. He's taking that ride. You're right. Uh-uh. You're right. Well, I mean, how quickly did he just go with some old hermit yeah. and go into a bar and get in a stranger who has a giant Wookiee spaceship? Mm, that's true. I mean, yeah. he didn't put up put, put up much of a fight and was pretty trusting of all them. Although, was he really trusting? He was kind of a, I could fly this. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's right. for another that's, pod. Boy, that took um, a tangent. Um, sure did. Uh, so, Freck, obviously. Quickly sells the I mode. Mean, we all saw that coming. Yeah. Um, thoughts on the whole, the conversation in the cover story and him blowing the cover, like his recovery was pretty good. Yeah. The, uh, Oh no, that was her mom's name. I see so much she of her. Reminds, yeah. That was, that was, that was touching. That was sweet and touching and, and clear. And then the follow up, like, I wish I was your father. Like, I wish I could yeah, say that. Was, that. Like that was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad thought I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of, this all happened because I, I, I showed up in her in her spaceship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and then then we get to a a nice action piece at mm-hmm. the checkpoint, uh, which was the first part of oh they're going for some violence in this show. Like they're really going to go for some violence on the show with a stormtrooper just getting Darth mauled, just cut right in half. By the the inconvenient laser barrier in the desert. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. How barges, right? I I found that. Well, yeah, no, I found it hilarious that after they dispatched with all of them, and it was like, "How are we going to get around?" Did he like? Did he shoot it? He ended up shooting the the controls to deactivate it, as opposed to walking around it. Oh, hilarious! They had a hilarious like drone shot after. It's like three steps, and you're (laughs) around that. You really didn't have to shoot that that was really funny yeah hey but um, anytime you can take out a little empire tech and infrastructure I know, I, you, you do it <laughs> uh and then all hope is lost and then hey there's the turncoat with there our, our dear sweet uh princess of um dorn dorn there it is gotcha oberon sister from game of thrones yeah it was lovely seeing her again it really was yeah she's great yeah, Tala um, shows up in a imperial uh, imperial outfit and quickly shoots them all in the back. And again, Obi Wan like, was very quick to just like kneel down and seems like he was just ready to give up again. Right? Right. He, I mean, old Obi Wan just steps in front of Leia again there and draws a saber. This time he's going down for the the kneel down shoot again. I, I guess, right. or just get taken into captivity and try to work it out later. But thankfully right. we didn't have to go that route. And uh, Tala takes them into, into the city 
and into a nice little droid repair workshop that has a uh, a back room. Yeah, with a cool droid, which I can't wait to see more of. Uh, he was giving me real K two S O vibes. Yeah, which, holding not, that not uh, hammer. But the, yeah, the big wrench thing was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we get the underground railroad system of the Star Wars universe with the, the, the path, path, and then we get uh, the most exciting moment. Yeah. In the episode, and one of the most exciting moments in these Star Wars shows for me uh, was the name drop of Quinlan Voss. Oh man, I audibly went, "Fuck yeah!" I was watching you oh. know, by myself and was so excited yeah. that he survived Order 66 and you there's only six episodes. You don't drop names without a purpose, I don't think. Now, whether we see him in this or not is, I think. Maybe we'll get there. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we're going to we'll we'll cover. Yeah. Okay. We're going to cover some Quinlan stuff and then we got speculation corner to get yeah. to. So okay. we'll cover all that stuff. Sorry. Yep, um, no, no. But yeah, super excited about finding that, about that little name drop. Super great. And then shit really hits the fan mm-hmm. when Inquisitors and Vader show up and uh, we get the the most violent thing we've ever seen Vader do up to, up to now because yep. he tops it later yep. <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> yep. But force just force choke people getting people out of the way drags a guy was force choke dragging a guy whose son comes out to say please stop and then he just snaps the kid's neck with the force which i was like holy shit yeah that was uh that was pretty brutal i mean up until this point in like cinematic stuff we haven't really we haven't really seen vader do real atrocities but in like comics and like the old yeah. legends canon, but like in the comic books and stuff like, yeah, yeah that's Vader. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's apex Vader just going ham on people. Yeah. Like we, we've seen him like force choke an entire battalion of, I think it was actually like an entire battalion of stormtroopers, Right. Um, at one point. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's, he's done this kind of stuff, but seeing it in live action to a kid and it was just very quick, like threw him back against the wall and just nothing, just toast. And then all the while, like searching for Kenobi, like he could feel that he was there. He's like looking over in that direction. Yeah. Clearly on the hunt, trying to draw him out with this. So then, you know, we we do get that. We get another duel. So Kenobi finally, finally meet. Um, what a, a really good showdown. Yeah, what a beautiful, like a beautiful cinema, cinematic shot when Obi-Wan oh. finally ignites his lightsaber. I mean, how yeah. pretty was that? Yeah, it was great. Oh, just like the blue glow and oh, just the whole thing. It was so well done. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, a very one-sided first little encounter where oh man like Kenobi get washed yeah and every time he went to block it seemed like like his old light his own lightsaber was like going back into his own body and like sparking off against him because Vader's just so much so much stronger at this point and and so attuned to the dark side whereas Obi-Wan can barely you know catch a 10 year old girl falling so yeah 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 
So we get a pretty one-sided duel, which ends with, I think, one of the worst things I've ever seen in a Star Wars. Uh, of Vader holding Kenobi up with the Force, lighting some substance, and then just dragging him into the fire to burn. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that, that was... Some rough shit. That, that was a little... Yeah, it, was, it could be a little tough to watch. Yeah. And yeah, so... And then... Uh, Thankfully, Tala, I mean, I guess thankfully, Tala listened to a 10-year-old girl that she just met uh, <laughs> and trusted her to find her own way, which was we- a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully, she did that because she was able to blow some stuff up and, yeah, and make save a, them. And make then, a bigger fire? Make a bigger fire, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of talk uh, in other shows and stuff of people being like, why Why did Vader just let them go? And uh I think he's just playing with his food, man. It's he's said 10, he's had 10 years and he's like, this does not need to go down quick. No. He even said it. Yeah, he did. He said, your suffering has yeah. just begun. That's exactly it. Yeah. He, where's he going to go? I'm, and there's no fear left in Vader over meeting right. Obi-Wan anymore. Like that, that just all right. got washed, all got washed away immediately with how quickly he bested him. And Vader knows that Obi-Wan is not his equal anymore. Right. So at this point, he's like, that's fine. Like, you're no threat to the larger, you know, galactic empire. You're no threat to me personally. You want to limp away? That's fine. Have nightmares about me for the next little while until I I catch up with you again. We're good. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I do have, I do have some questions. We'll get to a speculation corner with, with the duel and stuff, but I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's just—he's got no fear, and yeah, he's just—I'll find him again. It's yeah. all good. Because I mean, he just as easily could have just force grabbed him again and yeah. dragged him into larger fire. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. He's or jumped over the fire yeah. and yeah. I mean, we've seen yeah. Vader, you know, do some pretty awesome acrobatics in the comics before. So it's yeah, it's not like he wasn't going to go through the fire. I mean, my first thought was, oh, Vader's it's kind of like the hound, right? Like fire shows up and he's like, Oh, I couldn't, couldn't possibly go through the flames, but I don't really think that's the case with Vader. I just think he, like you said, he's, he's playing. He's just a cat and the mouse is there and it's limping away and it's like, okay, I'll get you in a minute. Yeah. Um, and then the, uh, so then the episode ends with, uh, Leia running by herself. Oh, sorry. Like all the while, like Reva, they're all hunting in the town, still trying to look for stuff. Reva senses the the path, uh, and then somehow ends up at the end of a tunnel, which I'll talk about in a second. Uh, yeah, I, and grabs Leia. Yeah. So this is where we're going to get into. Let's let's pick some nits. Yeah. Okay. Th- so that's my main one. Yeah. How did she beat Leia? there unless she said oh this this must go up to the port and i'm gonna go around but but i mean at the same time leia is the fastest person on the planet as well, yes, yes we've established for two episodes so how could she beat her in a foot race that's ca- canon <laughs> canon that canon, is canon she's <laughs> usain bolt out there um but uh but yeah that was my biggest one was like how the hell did she get there first yeah. Like, how does she know where that went? How mm-hmm. does she know where to go? Like that was, that was my biggest one. Um, I do have another one 
um, this whole Leia not knowing who General Kenobi is in episode four is just getting harder and harder. They're yeah. going to have to do something. They're going to have to do something because so like, there's no way that she hasn't heard people say the name Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. So there's this whole like, well, maybe she knows him as Ben and it's not just, yeah, he's, yeah. He's just Ben like, and he's just, a Jedi. Um, she's got to know. Uh, so yeah, they're going to have to do something. That's, that's another big one. And then my last one, and then I'll let you go. Um, his aim sure got better quick with a oh, blaster. He's, he's so good. Be- because <laughs> he couldn't hit fuck all on the roof. No, nope. that roof shootout. And then this one, he just dusted a droid and like seven stormtroopers and freck with all one shot each. Well, Which, by he, the way, if you're going to fucking shoot the droid, why let the, why do you let the droid see your face first? I know. Well, cause it was I, a, again, whatever. cinematically, that was a beautiful shot where with the 100%. hood billowing and you're seeing it through yeah, the yeah. droids. Yeah, it was great. Um, I get it for story wise. I get it. But, yeah. So th- those are my three main nitpicks from this episode. Yeah. Yeah. My, it's the same, like the general potential retconning that we're doing of Leia's knowledge of Obi-Wan. Now I'm, I'm unsure. And I've read a lot of legends, um, no longer Canon books. Yeah. And like, so certain Jedi did have the ability to like, you know, mess around with memory. So like, you know, does she get back to Alderaan and for her protection, do they get force That's user X to sort of remove parts of this? C3PO memory wipe. Yeah. Like I'm thinking it's the only thing that's going to make come sense. On. We're, we're both, we're both girl dads. I was actually thinking a little bit more Anna from frozen. Just the parts you just you just rearrange right. some of the memories, right? Like you, it's, right, yeah. You don't make her forget nice. about her sister. You just make her forget that she can do that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So so yeah, I'm I'm not sure. Um, I, I I have yeah. listened to a few other pods that they're just you know they're saying like look, this was made in. 1977 and George Lucas couldn't well, and he was possibly it up as he was going. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's like, okay, I mean, like a, a bit of a retcon here with the Leia Obi-Wan relationship, whatever. Like yeah. that, that, that's fine. You know, in the grand scheme of things, like, you know, that's fine. Oh, it's not ruining my enjoyment of the show. No. I will say that. No, no, no. Like this no, is after. I'm just kind of like. Mm, yeah. After yeah. two watches and 36 hours of thinking about it. And, you know, like that's yeah. when you get to like, huh. But that again. Like this is why they're only nits that are being picked. They're not right. It's not a problem. This is not something like how could they possibly have done this? It's just you know, yeah. You're not going to come listen to us talk for thirty minutes about just gushing about how great it was. That wouldn't no, be an enjoyable listen, right? You got it. Yeah, you exactly. Gotta, so, uh, anything else, or was that your big one? No, I mean that that was really my only thing I, with this much Vader. Like his approval rating is you know a hundred percent his there's never too much vader like at any point when you've been reading a comic watching a one of the animated shows seeing him in a movie seeing him in this have you ever thought you know what they're using him too much oh god no never 
right? Like at every point when he's on screen, it's awesome. And I'm not sure how many characters in fiction you can, you can say that about like, it's, it's just so good all the time. Uh, Ferris Um, Bueller. I'll give you that. (laughs) Give me as much Ferris Bueller as as possible in anything. If you're not careful, (laughs) you could miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, So, so yeah. All right. Well, let's get in. Sorry. No, I was just going to say like with, with a show that had this much, you know, Vader being awesome, doing Vader things, thoroughly enjoyable and yeah, just, just great stuff. Right on. Um, who is Quinlan Voss, Alex? Can you give us a little <gasps> oh, history breakdown on yes. why the two of us are so excited and why people who don't know who Quinlan Voss is should be excited? Yeah. So Quin- Quinlan Voss actually did make a very, very brief. This is not his first mention in the cinematic universe because he was actually in episode one of Phantom Menace, which... I, I mean, most people don't know. I certainly didn't know at the time or even on multiple rewatches. It's hard to catch. Um, but Quinlan Voss is a uh, Jedi master who was a bit of a, like a bit of a maverick um, when it came to obeying the, um, the edicts of the Jedi council, the, like code. the code, if you will. Yeah. He kind of like, um, Qui-Gon, he, he kind of went about it his own way. He had his own very like strong, uh, moral compass and, you know, his own thoughts of on right and wrong, but he, his, like his main force skill that they used, um, a lot was, uh, it's called, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Psycho. Well, you know, psychometry, psychometry. Thank you. I was going to say, I'm going to have to go and like scroll down a page here and find that. So psychometry, so he can see the history and the memories of items that other people have handled. So he was used as a tracker quite often hunting down people in the underworld. Um, He actually featured in a really cool arc in the Clone Wars animated show where he worked with Obi-Wan tracking down zero, the hut. Um, they actually ended up fighting against Cad Bane if, uh, for those that remember, and he, like, he was a very skilled fighter. So he actually wore like, you know, he wore the traditional Jedi stuff sometimes, but he had like a sleeveless, almost like a Jedi vest. He had the bits of armor on him. He looked a bit more the warrior part and he did actually go all the way bad. He broke bad hard. And this was because the, the, and this is from an actually an unpublished or sorry, an unrecorded episode of the Clone Wars that they actually made into a book, which I'm actually reading right now called Dark Disciple, where the Jedi Council uh, and it's Mace Windu who says, we can't keep fighting this war against the Separatists and Dooku the way that we have because Dooku has no rules. There's Mm. nothing too far. There's no act too heinous and we are abiding by this code and we're going to lose. So he says we need, but everyone follows Dooku. And if the head of the snake is gone and of course the Jedi council, you know, erupt saying like, are you suggesting we assassinate someone? Like that's not the Jedi way. And eventually they come to the conclusion that this is something they need to do and they turn to Quinlan Voss to go and do it. 
And in order to hunt down and find him, he partners with Asajj Ventress, former apprentice to Count Dooku, and who also has a score to settle. And mm. she is the one, well, he, one, falls in love with her, and she convinces him that the only way that they could possibly defeat Dooku is if he learns to tap in and use the dark side. And he does. And his ultimate goal was always like one to kill Dooku, but two to find the other Sith. And so that he can end the Sith um, scourge on the galaxy once and for all. So that was, he always kept that goal in mind, but he broke all the way bad. And it was actually his love for Ventress that brought him back um, to the mm. light side of the force. So he's, he's a super cool canon character. His legend stuff like the the clone wars uh comic run he was absolutely fantastic in that he featured yeah. prominently in that and always left us wanting more of uh of him whenever like whenever his character came up so i'm really excited that um that they're using him in a like a similar way almost as like a smuggler of force sensitive people and with his psychom give it to me one more time Psychometry. Psychopatry. Psychopatry. No, there's an M in there. Psychometry. Psychometry. Um, That that might allow him to actually discover force sensitive um, like kids out there that they can then, you know, become Padawans and helping them in the uh, find their way on the path. So yeah, super excited about that. And um, are we, are we getting to speculation corner? next yes so that actually leads into it i mean so real quick so he does also get a mention in one of the films um and i can't remember if it's attack of the clones or if it's sith but when the jedi council is all meeting it's like oh the separatists are on the move general voss and his troops have fallen back to so-and-so right yes yes so there's like a random quote that they threw in as a little Easter egg for all of the, uh, for all the, uh, comic readers yeah, Uber nerds in there as like well. Us. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, you can actually see him in a scene, uh, in the Phantom Menace with like kid Anakin walking around a market. You can just see him sitting down at a table, which yeah. is hilarious. He's got a which, like yellow tattoo, like right across the bridge of his nose, like his right across yeah. his face. And then like yeah. matching yellow tattoos on his arms. And yeah, it's, it was yeah. <laughs> going back and seeing it. I was like, well, that's weird. That's hilarious. Yeah. A great, a great job. Okay. Yeah. So now we'll, we'll get to, we're going to speculation or theory corner. Um, and the first one is with, will we see him in this, uh, in this season? I, I have no idea. I almost think no, because I think he's out there doing work. So I don't think mm. he's going to be the one that Leia eventually gets passed off to like sort of on this path. So I don't think we see him in this, but I think this is setting him up for, I, I don't know, a, an appearance in Andor mm. or uh, bad batch season two or like some other some other property like they don't they don't mention this for nothing now whether this get it gets paid off in the next three episodes like i think that would be tough um however i could see i'm gonna take the i'm gonna take the other side and say yes oh 
Ooh, I mean, I hope you're right. I would much rather yeah. you be right on this one. I think we are. Um, I remember, you know, after episode two, my big take was it's Hera and, and this is like a backdoor trailer for, um, uh, for Ahsoka yeah. to try and prime people. But n- the more I think about it, I think this is a backdoor trailer for Andor. Yeah. And that being like a spy espionage, I mean, it would be really weird for a Star Wars show to have no Jedi, apparently. Apparently they can't do <laughs> can't anything do with no Jedi. And so I was thinking like, how do you squeeze a Jedi into Andor? This is the it's, Jedi. This is how you do it. Yeah. And so I think this is this whole, not this whole thing. I think that the penultimate or the final episode, we will see him. Yeah. And I don't think it, it might even be the post credit, like a post credit stinger or something at the end of six. Yeah. Um, but I think we see a flash of the tattoo and his face or something. And then he will be probably not a prominent character, but I think he'll be a character in Andor. I would love that. That's my guess. Yeah. Um, next on Speculation Corner, is Reva going to make it out of this alive? No. I'm. You don't think so? You don't think there's a turn back to the light coming? Oh, now, okay. I That so that's actually the, that's didn't, a theory. That didn't cross my mind. I was thinking because there is so much Inquisitor out there, <laughs> content out there, and yep. she's not one of them, that she can't really make it out. Um, we know... Actually, here's a question. Is the Force Unleashed video game... That's canon. Is that canon? Yeah. Okay. You know why I'm asking that? Because... Uh, no, I never played them or watched oh, any of that stuff. Okay, so Vader has an apprentice. And yeah. it's Starkiller. Yeah. So... Because, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, Reva's like hurt. She's not trying to be Grand Inquisitor. She's trying to become Vader's apprentice. Um, so, yeah, that's I, I thought she would fail. And I don't know. Obi-Wan kills her. And that's sort of like how he gets his groove back. <laughs> and, you know, that's a little dark. But um, like that's, you know, she sort of forces him into a fight. And she, you know, her ambition gets the better of her and she doesn't wait or, you know, she takes Leia off and draws him out into a, like a 1v1 and he finds a way. Um, and maybe that's when Qui-Gon comes to him and, you know, gets him back on the right path here. But I, I don't think she makes it out. But I hadn't considered Obi-Wan redeeming her. I mean, that's, so again, I'll take the opposing just for the sake of the pod. Yep. <laughs> um, Star Wars loves a, a baby face turn, mm-hmm. a heel to face turn. <laughs> they love it. They can't get enough of it. A redemption story, if you will. Yep. Um, and what if, because I mean, I think this whole thing, her whole motivation is revenge with Obi-Wan because in my opinion, at least I think she feels like he failed her as a young Jedi. Right. And you know, it's his fault, blah, blah, blah. So this is a big revenge story for her. What if we get another duel Mm -hmm. between Vader and Obi-Wan over Leia? And then 
we get a very similar Reva turn like we got a Vader turn in Jedi. Oh, okay. And then she realizes that, oh shit, no, he actually was trying. This was not his fault. Yeah. And then, but I don't think she's going to make it out alive. I think there will be a, a redemption and a sacrifice to save Leia. Okay. I like that. And Obi-Wan. So. Okay. Yeah. I can see it. I like um, it. Once again, I think I like your version better than mine. <laughs> I think yours is more accurate wow. on both of these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, okay. Then the last thing I had in speculation corner was, was, do we get another Vader Kenobi duel? I mean, we have to, and right? If, and if so, what episode do we get that in? Is it a penultimate or is it a final? Well, so again, going back to things from 1977, the last time we met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. So. Which kind of feels like Obi-Wan needs to dust him one more yeah, time. Yeah, like it, right? it does feel like Obi-Wan's got to get, become General Kenobi again and yeah. whip a bit of Vader for that quote to make sense. And that is, I, that's a, that's one of those quotes that I don't think you're retconning. Like, Oh, I think you can. Right. You gotta, you gotta have that one hold up. Yeah. So I think that would cause a lot more, like a lot more fervor in the fandom than, you know, Leia, 10 year old Leia, not remembering who Obi-Wan was like that one. You can sort of yada, yada and get around and like, okay, but that one's just so central to to the whole story of Anakin and Obi-Wan. So yeah. I, I do think we get another one and I do think Obi-Wan has to has to best him somehow. Like he doesn't have yeah. to be, you know, like he's not chopping off another limb or anything, but I think he needs to best him, you know, through wit or guile or force use or whatever. Pull so Luke from Last Jedi force projection. Something. Something. <laughs> like just bamboozle them yeah. in that way. That'd be great. Cool. Um, I agree. Yeah. Agree with all that. Uh, last thing, and then we're going to get out of here because we've been rolling for longer than the episode. Ah, we did it again. <laughs> <Just> about. <laughs> yep. Um, I got a little fun thing. So last time we did a what's worse. Yes. Now I've got a, we're going to update a, your power rankings. Oh, okay. So, I'm, well, I'm going to let you, I've got six duels all involving Kenobi. Ooh, okay. And I need you to rank rank them. So the OG Kenobi versus Vader. One. Oh, wait, sorry. On the Death Star. On the Death Star. Okay. On the Death Star. Uh, Kenobi versus Grievous in Attack of the Clones. Uh-huh. Kenobi versus Maul in Rebels, Ooh. the final duel. This one in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then Duel of the Fates and Kenobi, Anakin, Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Kenobi, Anakin, Revenge of the Sith, one. Right. Duel of the Fates, two. Yep. Um, following right on the heels of that is Kenobi, Sith, in the desert. Because Kenobi, Maul, and Rebels? Yeah. Because... Because of what he learned, of what Kenobi learned, that was why isn't Kenobi seen Maul go to the same move that right. killed Qui Gon, and 
seen right through it. And then they had that awesome moment, right? Anyway, sorry. Um, so that one, then OG go, go watch, go watch twin sons, go watch twin sons, people. Good Lord. And like, the like five episodes before that too yeah yeah <laughs> the whole mall arc in oh, rebels so is so good some of the best star wars storytelling ever just the mall yelling kenobi in the desert it's just chilling every time i hear it well that and like and then you get the sith temple with the inquisitors and mall and ezra and you get ahsoka v vader oh ahsoka v vader like that whole arc oh is my just, god all right we're yeah We'll have to do a whole Rebels thing later. Um, yeah. So then OG. Okay, so then you're. Then I'm going. Okay. Then I'm going OG on the on the Death Star. Um, not the you know not the most acrobatic, fast paced duel. Um, however, just for everything that that set in motion and the sacrifice yep. and Obi Wan realizing he'd be stronger, becoming one with the Force to guide Luke. Um. And then, what do we have left? We've got the so you're, Grievous you're fight. This one, yeah, this one, and oh, and Grievous. Mm. I'll say, I'll say this one, then Grievous. I guess. I mean, this one, I I just thought this one was brutal. Like, so I mean, I liked it right. as a storytelling device more than I liked it as an actual duel because it wasn't i mean it wasn't much of a duel the yeah. the one in the one in sith uh with grievous is it's just it's so over the top with all the special effects that ewan mcgregor should have won an, an acting award for just going up against <laughs> a bunch of like green things <laughs> that right. were spinning at him um and it had a lot of different parts though i mean that's where we get the so uncivilized with the blaster quote and yeah i mean they're all great who am i kidding um but yeah that would that would be my order i mean the first those first two live on and you know will live on forever as two of the best lightsaber fight duels ever i mean you know I, i think you're totally right in your rankings i was i the whole reason i did this was i was interested to see where you would slot this one yeah (laughs) is where this one slots in yeah um in like because i think invader i I was wondering i was wondering if this one would crack the mall one it was basically what i yeah what i had was like or i guess i mean you had new hope above this one too but again those are like sentimental story reasons again right like i think visually this fight is better than either of those right right like this would come in third from a visual um, like the tracking, the tracking of the camera shots and, you know, just how, you know, good looking this one was, it would probably come in three, um, just, but for what the other ones, like the weight of those other ones, I think was just a lot, a lot more. Yeah. Although this one, you know, this is like 10 years of anguish, you know, best friend meeting up with best friend again. So there was a, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of baggage was brought to this fight much like the baggage that vader threw at luke inside the death star or inside cloud city oh, during nice. empire good pull. hey now <laughs> good pull yeah you notice i yeah so we'll do we'll do more power rankings mm-hmm. pardon me later um all right well hey folks that's it for episode three we're gonna wrap that up right there uh excited to see what happens in episode four only two more days because um, they are wednesday releases I know that was a nice surprise last week. I thought wasn't they were Fridays. It, wasn't and it ever. All of a sudden, 
Wednesday showed up and I was like, sweet, let's roll. Um, cool. So I guess we'll see Kenobi in a back to tank, I, healing a bunch of burns and to uh, see what Reva does with Leia. Yeah. And hopefully, and how does she take her to Vader? And then if that happens, how does you not know that's his daughter? Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's where I'm concerned. Yeah, we, we, Leia can't get to Vader. That's why this well, whole Reva well, thing. thing. No, no. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The very first time they meet in A New Hope, yeah. it's as if they've spoken before. Yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, Lord Vader, only you would be so bold as to ta- attack this diplomatic yeah. mission. It's they cl- like, yeah, they, I'm, yeah, you're to right. me, that's like they know each other. Yeah, they've clearly had run-ins before. Which, again, is just a real thing. But again, he doesn't know they're alive. When Lucas made it, he had no idea. Yeah, well, I mean, he also, yeah, he doesn't know. He doesn't know they so. doesn't know they're alive. Doesn't know he has kids. He's just sitting on Mustafar, <sighs> anyway. trying to use that force energy to bring yeah. Padme back. But I mean, it, it all goes. You do a lot of the stuff with like Lucas was making this up as he went along. And <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> when Episode Four, when he finished that first one, he had no idea that Vader was going to be Luke's dad. No. And then like, and then added the later piece in like after empire. Yeah. Like it's just, which a, is why they kissed because exactly. They, yeah. He, he didn't know. Yeah. Figuring it out. Uh, anyway. All right. Excited. Um, yeah, man, this is great. I'm loving it. So we'll be back next week with our thoughts on episode four. Keep checking out the go back and listen to some other stuff go to our youtube channel we'll have different stuff up there we just did a really cool episode where we interviewed an awesome comic book artist wando a super fun hour-long chat go check that out please subscribe rate review share with a friend hey you know it'd be cool yeah i really want to get our instagram over 500 followers that would be dope. that'd be nice so get some people to follow our instagram at the whiskey geeks pretty cool stuff um you got anything, Alex? No, just that the uh, our dad is up here visiting at the moment. And oh boy! Yeah. So whiskey wise, there, there, he brought his pink bag, the infamous pink bag oh. of of wonderfulness. Yep. But it's a this time around, it's it's not popping bottles. This is a bottle kill uh, trip. So he brought, oh, yeah, he brought things to polish off. So. We'll be uh, getting some content up there about what it what it is, what bottles that we'll be finishing off, and uh, I might have grabbed it another couple bottles. Uh, got two bottles of Weller, um, yeah. So gonna crack those and start uh, start getting some of those reviews back uh, back up and going, and and yeah, yeah. We haven't we haven't released any new reviews in a while, so we really got to get on that. Yeah, we have to drink more. So I got a bunch. And we just know we need to do more drinks. I got to open a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I mean, well, I've just, yeah, I've got a bunch of stuff that I have cracked that I just haven't done reviews for. Yeah. So we'll get on that. Absolutely. We will get on that. All right, folks. Uh, that's it for us. Look at this. We did it in under an hour. Good for us. Uh, for the Whiskey Geeks, my name is Tim. And I'm Alex. And remember, Scotch and Stories, they belong together. Cheers, Tim. Do you like haunted attractions and Halloween things? Do you like behind-the-scenes stories? Do you like listening to two girls go off on random, meandering tangents? Well, we've got the podcast for you. I'm Courtney. And I'm Brianne. And you can hear all those things on the Just Just Haunted House House Things Things podcast. podcast.